You're listening to Campus Review Radio. So what's your overall assessment of the changes to the New South Wales HSC English syllabus? Well, certainly many of the great strengths have been retained. So there's very little shift in terms of the the outcomes expected of students and the requirements to be engaged in sustained language and literary study. However, my main concern is one echoed by uh, the English teaching profession in that novels and poetry uh, are now optional in Year 12. So it's it's quite a curious decision that's been made and we don't have any reason or rationale or justification given for that but certainly for the past uh, 106 years since 1911 in in New South Wales uh, our senior secondary students in order to complete um, the equivalent of the HSC uh, have been required to read, study, engage with at least uh, a novel, poetry uh, and drama. So the reduction in the text requirements and the removal of the requirement to study uh, prose fiction and poetry is certainly of of concern and we're just a little perplexed as to why um, that decision would be made. And they're they're core of English study, so is it a case of bad wording or is it, um, have they actually... No, it's not bad wording. Um, Clearly on the, in the syllabus document, the text requirements set out that you can study in standard, let's take standard, three texts, either prose fiction or non-fiction, poetry or drama, and film or media. So in other words, a standard student could complete the HSC having done some non-fiction, which could be some speeches, a drama, which could be um, Michael Gow's Away, and a film, which could be Billy Elliot. And what else do you see is missing from the new curriculum? Well, I would have liked the opportunity to see the text lists and the examination requirements because it's very difficult to interpret a syllabus document in English without having those core documents which will tell you, okay, what are the texts that we have to choose from? Uh, How are we going to plan that pathway for a year 12 student in standard or advanced? Um, And what's the examination going to look like? So we've had no information about those vitally important elements of the HSC. So I think teachers are a little anxious about that. and rightly so. Mm. And well, it's still early days in the syllabus, and and so obviously the details still need to be released, but would you say that the old HSC English syllabus needed a change? I certainly think that it needed renewal, yes. Um, part of what happens in English and um, has happened since the Magor Review is that the prescribed text list is regularly refreshed So in other words, every three, four, five years, there's a new set of texts to choose from. And this has the the effect of enabling that kind of renewal in terms of the day-to-day teaching practices and what students are going to be exposed to. So there are opportunities to add new, more recent contemporary texts. For example, you know, the Frank Hurley documentary, some of the TV series go back to where you came from. 
So with that turnover in the prescribed text list, that in one sense provides that renewal um, on a regular basis to keep English up to date, if you like, with a mix of classic and contemporary texts. Part of what was difficult in the, um, can we say old syllabus, it's still current, but <laughs> the syllabus prior to the one released this week, there are a number of issues. One was that students and teachers uh, found that the area of study, which was the common content area for standard and advanced, was perhaps a little too long. Um, so, for example, you know, studying belonging or journeys or discovery for 40 hours or more than a term, it just became um, a little bit difficult to maintain engagement with with um, the text and the concept over a, quite an extensive period of time. Now, teachers certainly registered that concern, but I see in the new curriculum there's really um, been simply a replacement of that with what's called a common module. Um, and with the reduction in the number of texts required, so advanced, for example, were required to do five texts, they're now required to do four, it means that they're actually going to be spending longer on each text now than they were previously. So that to me is a concern. And to teachers, how do we maintain engagement with students over that extensive period of time? Um, you know, that will be, certainly will be up to teachers to, to, to meet that challenge. But uh, that was something in the old syllabus that, that teachers were concerned about and it doesn't seem to have been addressed in the new syllabus. And essentially we have the same structure of modules. So not a lot has changed there except the, the time spent on those modules has increased because the area of study has been removed. So are you saying that we'll still see um, text study through the lenses of very broad themes like belonging and journeys? No, um, but we probably will see text studied through lenses such as text and human experience or um, text and culture. Um, the only thing that has stayed the same in that sense is that what used to be called Module B, which is the close or critical study of a text, which is not um, conceptually based. It's really just look at this text, whereas the other module still have that kind of conceptual frame within which you explore the text as an exemplar. You wrote in an article in the conversation that the changes could lead to students taking the easier English course, which is English Standard, to get higher marks. So could no, you... it's English Studies. English, English studies. studies. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's a, English Studies was a course introduced in um, 2009-10, uh, and it, it was um, a content-endorsed course. So it wasn't an ATAR course. The reason it wasn't an ATAR course was because we needed to cater for a group of students who weren't necessarily wanting to go to university or have an ATAR, but still had to complete two units of English to satisfy their HSC requirement. So this new course was designed to be a school-based course for students who had to do English, but weren't going to sit an external exam or get an ATAR. Now, with the introduction, and when we developed that course, it was on the proviso that it would not be an ATAR course. 
and you would be way too young to remember what happened in the in the 80s and 90s when we had this this course called Two Unit Contemporary English, which was designed for non-English speaking background students or students who would um, who would not necessarily um, have the language skills to complete the content requirements. So. You know, a novel, poetry, plays, and so on. So it was a, a more thematically based course. Now, what happened was, and it was an ATAR course, by the way, what happened was very, very bright students who would otherwise have taken the higher level English course, the equivalent of advanced or standard, thought, well, I can do teen at contemporary, not read a book, not do any literary study, and get a great mark which is actually what happened. So we had this extraordinary situation of increasing numbers of students, very capable students, going into this soft option, I'll call it that, I don't like the word, um, but a course which really was not challenging for them, yet doing really, really well with their HSC mark. And that then translated into an ATAR, which was just off the scale. But the students for whom that course was originally designed were actually severely disadvantaged because of the scaling. So, you know, if you got um, 90 out of 100 in Tunic Contemporary, you were you were laughing. But if you got 55 out of 100, you were actually scaled back quite dramatically. So, it, 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 it's a complex um, <laughs> it's a complex um, thing to explain. But basically, the skewing of the cohort within that course meant that the lower end students became really disadvantaged in their ATAR, in their HSC mark and in their ATAR, while the really bright students were advantaged more than necessary. That's why the McGaw review took place, because so many capable, able students were saying, well, we won't take on the more demanding courses. The McGaw review ensured that that didn't happen because there was no longer that easy option to get your ATAR. Now this new syllabus has basically repeating the history of the 1980s and 90s because now you can go into um, the English studies course and get your ATAR. Is it simple a, as that? Is it a sim so? Is it a similar situation in mathematics where a lot of capable students take general maths to maximise their ATAR? Yes. Yes, it's the same scenario. And if if a if the um, the courses are are examined with a common element, then it's that common element that actually um, counts towards their HSC mark. So you can see, even though I've oversimplified it, that that anal um, analogy with maths is quite correct. That we actually don't want students to um, to elect the softer options, the easier path. We actually want to maintain our high expectations. And for capable students, that means that, yes, of course, they can, they can enrol in standard and advanced um, rather than in a course which is really not suited to them.